1: Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, we're going to talk all about secrets. That's, that's all that's in the news. That's all that's been in the news, it seems like, is this emphasis on secrets. And believe it or not, there are people out there that will tell you that real estate investing has its secrets, too so what i'm going to do today is i'm going to talk about secrets i have a little bit of a background With secret information, I'm I'm a previous holder of a top secret security clearance with specialized compartmentalized information addendum to it. They call it TS with SCI. Okay, so it's it's a pretty high level security clearance. I had to have it in the military because of the the different things that I used to do. There's another level of security clearance that's above that one, but that's not one that I needed. So why am I talking about secrets? Why why would I communicate to you that there are secrets in real estate? Because there are no secrets. Did you know that? Did you know that? Yeah, there's no secrets in real estate, but there are people out there that would tell you that real estate is filled with secrets. So what I thought we would do today is we would we would just have a little fun with what's going on with the lack of secrecy in our country and we talk about secrets, why they're important, why they don't matter and just have a good time today so let's have some fun as you know president trump got himself into a lot of hot water because apparently he had some classified documents at his home in a lago now some people would tell you well he was the he was the person that was authorized to declassify all that information so if he had it in his possession he probably declassified it okay that that to me is an excuse that's an excuse why why is secret information in Lago. I, I mean, come on, really. Why Why do we have secret information located in a place that isn't a skiff? You know what a skiff is? A skiff is a highly secured container. It's That's what it is, a highly secured container with a lot of electronic stuff in it. And you go in there and you're allowed to use computers and different things, but all of that, that media has to stay in there. And if you print something off, it's like... It's like pulling teeth to take that piece of paper out of that skiff. That skiff is highly controlled. And if you take something out of there, you have to notate what it is. And then there are procedures that you have to follow to safeguard that documentation while it's out of the skiff until you put it back into the skiff. Now, President Biden, apparently he got himself in trouble, too. Yeah. First of all, it started off with, you know. I guess the Penn Biden Institute up in Pennsylvania I guess he's he's a uh full professor there or something. I'm not sure how that works, but he's he's probably given money or he's famous. So they, they named something after him. And for whatever reason, secret information found its way to the Penn Biden Institute. I'm not sure why it's supposed to be in the Penn Biden Institute. To me, that doesn't seem like an appropriate place to take classified information. But lo and behold, there it was. And now we we found out that the classified information is, is located in other places. Now, let's keep in mind, he is the president of the United States, and he does have the ability to declassify all of that material. However, did he do it? I don't know. And and it still, it begs the question, why is that material where it's at? Real estate investing. People will tell you that there are a lot of secrets in real estate investing, and there's not. There's not I'm looking at a Motley Fool article that's talking about the five different secrets, the five big secrets to beating the average investor. So, Motley Fool is a website and and I, I actually like the Motley Fool. I think there's some some really good information on the Motley Fool. The the problem with the Motley Fool is that you have to cull through a bunch of bad information to find the really good nuggets of information. And this particular article that I found is is alluding to the fact that to be a successful real estate investor, you, you have to know what the secrets are. And I'm here to tell you there are no secrets. There absolutely are no secrets to real estate investing. Real estate investing has remained relatively unchanged since the founding of this country. There are people out there that want you to believe that there are a lot of secrets to being a successful real estate investor. It's not true. As a matter of fact, the first thing the Motley Fool talks about in this particular article is they say, you need to take advantage of market opportunities. Take advantage of market opportunities. Well, I don't think that's a secret. I think that makes total sense. If you listen to this radio show or you listen to Dell Wamsley's radio show or you listen to Mike or Andy's radio shows, th- there's no secrets there. They're always talking about how we can take advantage of market opportunities. There's a lot of... Information out there in the news about how classified information, i.e. secrets, are being left in places where they, they shouldn't be. Now, as somebody that used to hold a very high security clearance and worked in the military and, and worked with the this information and these documents. So in real estate, there are no secrets. I mean, that's that's the big takeaway that I want you to, to get out of today's show. But. I want to talk to you about a guy by the name of Sandy Berger. Now, some of you guys remember Sandy Berger because he was the, one of the first guys to get caught red handed. Yeah. He got caught red handed He got caught in the act. So this, this is what happened. This is April of 2005. Okay. April of 2005. I'm, I'm in the United States army. Um, I'm a major. That was my rank at the time. I um, I had, to do some work with classified information i held a top secret with sci uh, classification so i could go in and i could i could work with the information as necessary on a need to know and a need to work on it basis okay now sandy berger was a guy that worked in the administration the presidential administration if i remember correctly he was the uh national security advisor so he's he 's a big dude he 's like the number one guy, so this guy Sandy Berger, he pleaded guilty to knowingly removing classified documents from the National Archives and Records Administration. Those are the people that that manage all of the classified information Now Berger admitted to concealing and removing five copies of a classified document from the archives in september and october of 2003 so it took them a full two years to figure out that this guy did it and i think what they figured out was you know something there was a, a follow-on effect like how, how do you know this information or how do, how did this information get out and the investigators basically put put all the pieces together, and they all led back to Sandy Berger. Now, as the story goes, the way Sandy Berger got the information out was he took the documents. Now, he didn't walk in there with like a, a specialized briefcase that's designed for transporting classified information. No, he went in there, looked at the documents, and then stuffed them down his pants, and then walked out. Yeah, he stuffed them down his pants and walked out. That's why it became such a big news story, because everybody was talking about the way this guy went in. Now, first of all, he's the national security advisor. Why is he? I mean, he's got a top he's he's got the security clearance that's above mine. Why does he need to remove documents from the National Archives? Exactly Right. It's like, what, what's the point here? Now, Berger also admitted to concealing and removing handwritten notes in violation of the archives policies. And in 2005, in September of 2005, Berger was ordered to pay a $50,000 fine and he had to give up his security clearance for three years. Okay. What that means to me is that if you're the, if you're the national security advisor and you got to give up your security clearance, you can't be the national security advisor anymore. You're done. You're out. You don't have clearance to go do what you wound up going and doing. No, you don't. You're gone, dude. And, and here's the other thing. If, if I had done what Sandy Berger had done, I'd probably be doing hardcore jail time. Oh, and here's the other thing. The fact that they took his security clearance away for three years. Are, are we really going to give him back his security clearance if he applies for it after three years? I, I think this is like one of these, hey, you did such an egregious thing. You need to go, bro. You don't, you don't get access to this stuff anymore. You violated the secrets. Now, getting back to the Motley Fool article, where they're talking about those, those five big secrets to beating the average investor, the second thing that they list in this article is to use leverage to your advantage. Use leverage to your advantage. Well, what are they getting at? What do, what do they mean by leverage? Do you, do you get like a lever out and actually start moving stuff around? No, no. What they're talking about is in real estate, there's, there's really two ways you can own property. You can own it free and clear. In other words, you don't have any loans on that property. In other words, you're not leveraging anyone else's money, okay? A loan is other people's money. You are leveraging other people's money when you put a loan on your property. What Motley Fool is trying to tell you is that you should use a loan, You should use a loan. And and I'm here to tell you, there's no secret to it. There's no secret to why you should use a loan. Now you think about it. If you own one asset and you, let's say it's worth $100,000 and you own it free and clear. That asset, let's say it goes up 5%. It has now increased in value $5,000. Okay. So you just made $5,000 due to market appreciation. Let's take a look at maybe owning five homes in which you put $20,000 down a piece. They're all worth $100,000. And you're bringing in a lender to loan you 80% of the money that you need to acquire the property. So you're leveraging other people's money. Now you have five assets because you put $20,000 into each asset. You have five assets. When those assets go up 5%, each house will go up $5,000 in value. Therefore, by leveraging the assets correctly, you just made $25,000 in natural appreciation as opposed to being somebody that owns the property free and clear, they only made $5,000 in appreciation. So, by not leveraging your property, you're you're literally leaving $20,000 of potential capital gains on the table. Now, here's the other thing you need to know, the cash flow piece. It pretty much balances out the cash flow that comes off of one property is equivalent to the cash flow that comes off of those other five properties. Even though you're paying a mortgage on those properties, you have five properties producing income streams for you. As a result of that, your cash flows are going to balance out for the most part. So by using leverage, by using leverage correctly. And what I mean by correctly is you don't put too much leverage on a property. There is a sweet spot right at about the 75 to 80% mark where leverage gets optimized. It gets optimized. If you get below a 75 to 80% leverage amount, then what's happening to you is you are in a position where you have dead equity. In other words, your your efficiency in the fact that you're property is making money for you is degraded it's degraded and conversely if you have too much leverage on the property now there there are people out there that would that would teach you systems for no money down and i I know they exist because i followed one of those programs a long time ago The problem with having no money down is that you over leverage the property. And as a result of that, you can put yourself in a position where it could negatively affect your cash flow. And that's not what we want for you. We come back from the break. More secrets revealed. Got questions? Call Lifestyles
0: Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. I created these case studies 30 years ago for this reason.
2: You're the accountant, you're the CPA, you're the, the engineer, the IT guy. Do you follow what I'm saying? You're that little quiet cubicle guy. And you don't see yourself as a rich millionaire. So I have to bring the cubicle people up here And you go, honey, look, he's got the same shoes I have on, right? And he speaks in the same language that I speak in. And you've got to be able to see somebody you can relate to or relate with for this to work. Part of the reason I want you to speak to other people is because half of your, I'd say, challenge is that you don't believe you can be rich. Is that you don't believe you can retire within five years until you can reconcile that in your mind you won't be willing to take the steps necessary to get there
1: join us today check for in-person and online dates at lukstudy.com
0: Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show.
1: Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. And as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And I am just kind of sitting back watching all the things going on in the news about, well, a lack of secrecy in our our government it's not just it's not just a lack of secrecy in the government it's it's who is being accused of not protecting this nation's secrets and it's the former president and the current president the the two top dogs over the last six years are both in hot water because they can't protect the nation's secrets they can't protect them. And when it comes to protecting the nation's secrets, that, man, I tell you, that is, that's a difficult task at times. Now, we make it easy within the governmental systems because we have, we have things called SCIFs where this, this information is, is to be reviewed and utilized and, and retained and, and preferably not taken out of. We have all these computer networks that are standalone networks that, Nobody can hack into because unless unless you have the ability to plug into that computer, you can't get into that computer network. OK, very, very, very restrictive networks. OK, I've I've worked in these things. I mean, when, when you walk into a skiff, there are certain protocols that you have. First of all, they they check your security clearance to make sure it's active. Yeah, they check your security clearance to make sure it's active and, it, and it's still viable. Then. They, they run a background check on you. Believe it or not, they have the ability to background check you on the spot. Yes, they can do that and just to make sure there's not any funny business going on after they gave you that security clearance. And then before you walk in, you have to leave any and all electronic devices at the door before you go in. That includes things like phones, watches, tablets, computers, anything that, that could violate the environment inside that skiff has to be left at the door and then you go into the skiff and then you do your business and then you come out of the skiff and if you bring classified material out of the skiff it is notated what you took yeah it's it's written down what did you take and then you have to put it in a container that is designed to safeguard that information while it is outside of the skiff and it's it's a it's a locked container like a very secure briefcase think about all your favorite spy movies with the guy with the the briefcase with the handcuff thing on it yeah okay it's not okay maybe it is maybe it is just like that maybe it's not it doesn't matter does it i mean the fact that we had two presidents that had secure classified material in the places that they live to me it just it blows my mind and it, and it makes me it makes me step back because in my military career there were people that I respected that got into trouble for doing bad things now they maybe didn't think that they were doing bad things at the time or maybe they thought they were doing the right thing at the time but at the end of the day they violated the protocols for classification and, and the handling of classified materials. In other words, the handling of the nation's secrets. Now, what's that got to do with real estate? Well, there are people out there that tell you that real estate is full of secrets. If, if you're going to make money in real estate, you have to know all the secrets. And I'm here to tell you there, there are no secrets. But before I, I debunk another secret, let me let me talk to you about a guy that I actually admired when I was a military officer. This is a guy I kind of looked up to. I never got a chance to meet this guy, but I thought he had it all dialed in. I thought this guy was was an outstanding officer. He did some outstanding things in as far as leading our troops through, through different campaigns of warfare and things, and I, and I thought he was brilliant. But in March of 2015, retired United States Army General, David Petraeus, yes, I'm talking about David Petraeus, a former CIA director at the time, pleaded guilty to one count of unauthorized removal and retention of classified materials. In other words, he had in his his possession something he, he wasn't supposed to have. The plea followed revelations that Petraeus shared some of the materials with his biographer. And get this. His mistress. Yeah, he was fooling around on his wife. And when I found out that he was doing that, man, it's like the wheels came off the bus for me because that's just a big no-no in my household. You just don't do that to the person that you love. Okay, he made a mistake and he paid for it. How did he pay for it? Well, he got two years of probation. Now, some of you think, well, that's just a hand slap, right? But get this. He also had to pay a hundred thousand dollar fine. That was $100,000 that came right out of, I don't know, probably his 401k. I don't know. What, what did he have for retirement? I don't know where he got the $100,000 from, but he had to pay $100,000. Now, it's just not general officers that get in trouble. There was a Navy reservist by the name of Brian Nishimura, and he was sentenced to two years probation and a $7,500 fine after he pleaded guilty in July of 2015 To downloading and storing classified documents from his deployment to Afghanistan in the years 2007 to 2008 on his personal devices and media. Okay, so he was in places where he shouldn't have been moving material. Let's just put it that way. A search of his home in May of 2012 turned up numerous classified materials, both in digital and hard. Copy format. Okay, so what I'm getting at is the government takes this stuff seriously. There's there's two examples of military former military members that basically got into big trouble for having classified information that they're not supposed to have. Now, the beautiful thing about real estate investing is there are no secrets. If anybody tells you that this is a secret regarding real estate investment, they're lying to you. There are no secrets in real estate. You cannot be fined for being a successful real estate investor. You cannot be sent to jail for being a successful real estate investor. You can't be put on probation for being a successful real estate investor. Now, you can go to jail for being a a slumlord if you do some slumlord-like things, but we're not going to teach you how to be a slumlord. As a matter of fact, we're going to teach you To debunk this particular secret, because this isn't a secret either, Molly Fool says you should diversify your holdings, but stay focused on your niche. So what they're talking about here is that you can diversify from within an asset class, and we teach that at Lifestyles Unlimited. There are no secrets when it comes to real estate investing. If there are people out there that are trying to sell you something because they, they're saying, if you buy this from me, I will share with you real estate secrets, they're, they're taking your money from you and they're not really giving you anything in return. Because as I'm pointing out on today's show, there are no secrets in real estate. Real estate has remained relatively unchanged since the founding of this country. Ben Franklin made a lot of money doing the same stuff that I'm doing today. Stuff that Dell Walmsley taught me how to do five years ago that I put into play. And by doing so, I got myself retired in a two year period of time. And I got it done in two years because I was desperate to get it done because I had failed at retiring a couple years prior to that. So, and I, I didn't want to do another 20 years in cubicle hell so Molly Fool published an article that's talking about uh, the five different real estate secrets out there and and I think they're 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 probably putting a little bit of a a light to it kind of like I'm putting a little bit of a light to it um I I think what they're trying to share with you is is the same thing that I share with you because they they didn't charge me anything to get access to this material they didn't so I didn't pay them anything to get this material this is material that they posted on their site and again I think Motley Fool is is a great website. I think they, they deal with a lot of different investing categories. The only drawback that I have to Motley Fool is that anybody can publish information there. So you have to understand what you're looking at. There's some really great information on Motley Fool, but there's also some, some terrible information, too. And until you're properly educated on what to look for, you could be looking at information that could cause you some harm. I'm just... Saying that out loud, again, not picking on mo- Motley Fool, um, but just letting you know, tread cautiously. All right. So they're, they're saying you got to do the work to find the deals. So why is that a secret? Why is that a secret? You know, you can either actually go out and do the work yourself, or you can surround yourself with talented people, explain to them exactly what you're looking for and have them go out and do the looking for you. Yeah. You don't have to do massive amounts of work to find the deals. But what you do have to do is you have to create relationships with the the deal makers. Does that make sense? So if I'm looking at single family assets to buy, I'm going to be working with a couple of different pools of people. I'm going to be working with realtors that understand what I'm looking for as an investor, which is completely different than what I'm looking for as, as somebody that's going to buy a house to live in it and consume it. Two, two completely different types of real estate I'm looking at there. The other, the other people that I'm looking to work with are wholesalers. Now, wholesalers are people that go out and they, they find potential deals for me and they make them available to me. And I can take a look at a wholesale deal and I can decide whether or not I want to buy it. As a result of that, I, I get deal flow every day. As a matter of fact, I I received just today alone, just just opening up my inbox, three potential deals, and this this is just the morning time, folks, three potential deals for single family and one for multifamily, and these are all decent deals. Now, I'm not in buying mode right now, but I'm always monitoring deal flow, and I'm always letting my... People that provide me the deal flow know whether I'm in buying mode or not, because if I'm not in buying mode, I still want them to send me the deal flow because that keeps me abreast of what's going on in the markets. Yes, this is how I manage markets. And then I do a little reading on the side, some of which I share with you on the on the radio. Now, here's another secret that Motley Fool is is pointing out. They're saying you need to manage your portfolio carefully. What? What do you mean manage my portfolio carefully? What, what does that mean? Well, it means you, you shouldn't be a lazy investor. You should do the things that I articulated to you earlier when I'm managing my investments. Yeah. Remember, I told you I know what an investment is poised to do because I've read the particulars about the, the deal itself. I've read the business plan and I either agree with the business plan or I don't. If I don't agree with the business plan, in other words, I, I don't think that the the person offering it to me can can do it, which is usually not the case. Usually, it's the business plan is taking the asset in a particular direction that doesn't match up with what I'm trying to accomplish, and therefore I'll I'll just reject the business plan. But once I select a business plan and I invest in that asset, my job is to monitor how that asset is performing over time. Now, what that means is I'm invested in a lot of different multifamily apartment communities. I am not the person running the operations. I'm not that person. I am merely a passive investor in the deal. I own my my shares of the property because I, I have ownership rights to the property. That property produces income streams for me the property produces uh, opportunities for increasing my equities and it also provides me tax advantages beautiful things so every quarter what i do is i take a look at the quarterly reports that come out and i compare them to what the lead investor told me they were going to do in that asset and if everything is dialed in correctly everything's good to go everything's on track at the end of the day there are no secrets in real estate so you don't have to worry about being sandy burger and stuffing documents down your shorts and getting caught in real estate we do things completely different and what we'd like you to do is become a member of lifestyles unlimited so we can get you going